Welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. As the end of the year approaches, it's almost natural to assess what you've accomplished over the past months. Your host, Rebecca Auerhan, is here with thoughts and suggestions to help guide that evaluation. I'm Patrice Sikora. So, Rebecca, where can a retirement plan advisor start with a year-end review? Hey, Patrice, thanks so much. Uh, great question. Love this. As we kind of wind down 2023, oh, <laughs> no, I I, it's so fast, right? You yeah. blink and it's a new year and we, you got to start saying, huh, am I the oldest person in the room? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to say, you, you say, how can I evaluate my progress this year? <laughs> well, the first thing when evaluating progress is, and this is a really popular word this time of year, it's about being reflective. So the first step is taking a look at where did you want to be at this time of year last year. So last year, you know, January, you're really excited. Yeah, you got your paper, your pen, wrote out your goals, said, this is the year that I want to. Boom, 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 whatever those were. And everyone here, I'm sure you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I always think about it as drive time. You know, usually I'm driving and I'm like, huh? and I kind of look up like, okay, this is what I want to do this year. That would be great. And then I get back in the office and I talk to the team. I'm like, let's figure it out and plan for it. So what were those goals? What were those things that got you excited, motivated, got the creative juices flowing? And you said, yes, this is the year I want to achieve one, two, and three. And now as we you know, start to go towards the, the last couple of weeks of the year, mm -hmm. uh, what do, where are you? in terms of tracking towards that progress. So that's the first question. And then what you can learn when you take a look at the piece of paper you started with and where you are today is, are there any areas of opportunity? And I'll call them that on purpose because when you think about them as opportunities, uh, then you can set a goal for the future. Uh, so looking at what you wanted to do and then maybe say, here's where I dot, dot, dot. I can remember a very specific example. This is like nine years ago now, but I remember a very specific example where I said, every month I'm going to write a blog article. Every month. And there was one month where I was like, oh, I don't know what to write. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'd rather you know, go do something else. And I sat at the time, I sat down at my kitchen table and I said, you're going to write this article. You're going <laughs> to do this. You're and so I called one of my clients and I just said like, hey, how are you guys? Like, what are some of the marketing conversations that uh, are in your business? And they shared a story about a plan sponsor who was having tr trouble with motivating their employees to uh, attend employee education meetings. And I was like, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you sharing like that candor. And then I sat down and I wrote the article. And that's the last time I've missed or nearly missed writing a monthly article. And it, But I remember the feeling where I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm tired. So 
think about that as you reflect on your goals last year. Were there any moments where you started out really excited and then all of a sudden you hit kind of a little speed bump and you went, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. And now here we are (laughs) wrapping into 2020, wrapping up 2023 and heading into 2024. But when you almost missed that article, you did it. And how did that make you feel that you actually, you did it? I felt like I was on fire. I loved it. I was so excited. I was in, I think that gas in the tank has fueled me literally for other articles where I'm like, I'm tired or I don't want to. And it, and it also helps when you hit those, those hesitation points, uh, phone a friend, you know, a lot of advisors are part of, or were at one point in their life, part of uh, study groups, call up someone from your study group. And make it a team effort. I was recently at Cambridge's Retirement Symposium and we were talking about study groups and a bunch of advisors mentioned, you know, I was part of that prior to COVID. I really enjoyed it. Oh. And a lot of the people in the room kind of looked around and said, do you want to maybe do like a, a quarterly get together? And um, I think also post-COVID, people are a lot more casual. So a group of them said, let's just do, you know, quarterly and we'll just have some beers, like four o'clock type deal on a Thursday and just talk about like what's working, what's not working in our practice. I thought that was awesome. That is. That really is. That's a great connection. Great connection. Good people. And you you talked about goals. You talk about SMART goals. Talk to me about SMART. So SMART goals are specific measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and Mm time-bound. As a retirement plan advisor, when you sit down and you write out three goals, and and nothing more than that, by the way, one goal is great, two goals is good, three goals, excellent. But don't don't go beyond that. It's too much. What are they specifically? Um, A lot of retirement plan advisors will say they want to onboard X new clients per year as a goal. Other advisors will say, I want to increase revenue to X dollars per year. Um, Some advisors will say, I'd like to increase profitability to X dollars per year. Other goals a lot of times will include, I want to hire a new team member for these these specific tasks within our office. Uh, We've had a lot of advisors recently talk to us about succession planning. What is their succession plan? So these are ideas for specific goals. Like, what is it? Uh, Measurable. So the next, the M in SMART is measurable. How are you tracking towards whether it's, you know, AUM, revenue, gross revenue, net revenue, gross revenue, finding trusted potential uh, next in line uh, to take to work together in partnership for your business. Uh, if you are looking to hire new a new teammate, uh, what sources are you going to to find and seek a qualified candidate? And then attainable is the A. Sometimes we are a little lofty, we get ahead of our skis, <laughs> and we say, I want to grow by a thousand percent or whatever the number may be. If you do come out and you say that, I will caution you that if you have a team and you tell your team this insanely lofty goal, it actually acts as a demotivator, uh, not a motivator. So make sure that whatever it is, it's reach goals, stretch goals, slightly above uncomfortable goals, um, but not Mount Everest goals. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes for 
us as people too. You know, sometimes folks say like, I want to lose a hundred pounds. They're like, that's, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, what would you be your smart activities around that? So make it attainable. And then relevant. Uh, so as retirement plan advisors, what is relevant to your business? Uh, there's some, right now, there's a lot of conversations around PEPs, uh, CITs, gaining and tracking in popularity. Talk to some of your wholesalers. Talk to your home office. What are some trends that are really relevant? Uh, Secure 2.0, obviously going to be a big, big one in um, 2023 as uh, long-term part-time employees become eligible in January. A bunch of other stuff happens in 2024. And then time-bound. It's kind of an easy one, 2024 if you want that to be your time horizon, or you could do like monthly check-ins, quarterlies. We always recommend that if you are going to set SMART goals, that you hold yourself accountable. And a lot of times this is where having like a peer group is really helpful or a study group is really helpful because with that time bound and then also having accountability with a group, it it gives you that uh, pressure, I think would be the right yeah, word, sure. to then achieve what you said 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 out. Said, how do you say that word? Said out to achieve. What, what about resources? You can set all the realistic, attainable, specific, measurable goals that you want. But what if you don't have the resources to do these? Great. Um, in our business, we have at our fingertips some pretty amazing curated content that advisors can can use to help promote their own expertise. And the first one I'll talk about is LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the largest professional to professional network. I think everyone knows that in the world. It's an opportunity for you to connect with decision makers. So let's say as part of your SMART goal, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, you say, I'd like to create a list of ideal plan sponsor prospects and then use business development campaigns to get in front of them. So you download a list from the form from one of the wonderful Form 5500 providers. You have 100 companies on there. So specific, 100 companies, and you spend an hour on LinkedIn, you invest an hour on LinkedIn, and you connect with any C-suite that is on that is on your list. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, so you type in the, the name of the company, you identify any C-suite decision makers, you click that connect button, and then try to build up your connections, your followers on LinkedIn with your target market. Got it. That's an idea. And then you take fantastic articles that are out there today. Napa has you know daily articles, 401k specialist daily articles, plan advisor and plan sponsor, also just treasure troves of great content that you can use. Put that out on LinkedIn. Add in why this is important to your specific target market, your demographic, those employers and tag the article or link the article, add your commentary, hit the publish button. You want to make sure you add your own commentary on that, as you said? I always recommend adding your own commentary. And the reason why is if you give someone the lead in to what they're going to re- what they're going to receive, you have now positioned yourself as the thought leader in that conversation. Got it. Okay. How about AI? We talked about this, or you talked about it not too long ago. Uh, how do you feel about AI? 
Love AI. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's the best. Uh, so going back to LinkedIn, if you need help with what to write, put the article into, uh, let's say, ChatGPT, give it a prompt that says, please turn this article into a short social media post. You could add in certain words that you wanted to. So let's hypothetically say you're in the Denver market. So you want to put Denver in there. Uh, if you wanted to add in some sort of like local event or something happening, like sports right now are a really big deal is, you know, the, the last half of the year, the, the big games, you could add in something like that as, and it, even though it might not have anything specifically to do with like the retirement plan, the caption will be interesting because we're like, oh, <laughs> uh, and AI, you can play around with it. It's been, you know, 20 minutes looking at it, modifying, editing. And then when you have a post that you feel is going to grab the attention of your newsfeed, that's really a beautiful thing to use AI for. All right. Great. Great, great, great. Then feedback. Feedback, mm. I think, is critical, but you've got to be prepared to take it. Yeah. Uh, so right now we are in the midst of coming out with our own um, 2024 editorial calendar. So every year, this time of year, we we sit down, we talk to our clients, we send them the drafts of our editorial calendar. We ask for feedback. What can we do to make this better? Enhance it? Like, are we hitting the high notes for what we're expecting to happen throughout next year? Is there anything that we need to be more mindful of? Are there trends? Obviously, there's like elections next year, which we're not going to be talking about, <laughs> um, but that does influence us. So sure. if sure. there are elections, that means people could get swept up in political commentary, but not not that doesn't change the fact that you're still plan sponsored plan fiduciaries um so our content next year is probably gonna go more straight down the line on you're a plan sponsor you're a fiduciary this is what this means uh, why you should be benchmarking why you should be talking about auto enroll auto escalate uh, what are the trends that we're going to anticipate um, coming out of Secure 2.0. Um, so some of those ideas are what will be uh, filtered into our 2024 editorial calendar. By the way, if anyone wants um, a copy of our editorial calendar, we usually publish it in January. Our clients will have it before then, but then we publish it within the industry in January. We So then you can see what we'll be working on um, as well as our clients for the year. Fun process. Should, should you be asking for feedback on a regular basis though? We always feel that our content is stronger when we ask our clients for feedback. And I think that goes, that translates in all industries. If you can hear from mm. the voice of your, of your consumer, then you get the right words, the right feelings, the sentiments, the where are we trending? What's important? What's kind of high level top line importance versus uh, nice to knows, need to knows, must knows. Mm. We're big fans of always, always asking for feedback. And the more, the better. Uh, we always just say it makes our content stronger. And I feel like our clients feel that way too. Actually, Actually I know our clients yeah. feel that way because I ask <laughs> specifically. <laughs> I just think it makes them feel valued that you would come to them for feedback. Yes. Yeah. Some clients we get get different angles to approach, like financial oh. wellness topics or 
like the other day I was talking with a client and I go, this is really weird comment, but help me out on this. He's like, yeah, no problem. I go, so come January, we have our long-term part-time employees are eligible for the company's plan. Generally speaking, part-time employees, I don't know what the exact dollar amount is per hour that they make, but call it, you know, 20 bucks an hour or so an hour. Part-time though, so aggregate math for the year, maybe 30-ish K a year, ballpark it. Well, there's the savers credit. So the savers credit, which would be available for their tax returns in 2024, which is, you know, a thousand bucks or 2000, depending on how you file up to, and it's a credit. So it's not a deduction. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a credit. So technically, and I don't know if this is true or not, so we're kind of researching and I'm going to talk to some other folks, but the idea is if you're a long-term part-time employee, you contribute to the plan, you make under the threshold for the uh, savers match, can you then use the, the the form, the savers match form, and then get back a thousand dollar credit. So then now you save for retirement, get a thousand bucks extra, and that'd be pretty awesome. And this was all like a conversation with a client. And it was, it was just a different way of like, oh yeah, this like this little breadcrumb trail mm-hmm. as it come together. Yeah. Sometimes talking things out, you you realize the answer is there or just brings more questions too. Yeah. yeah. If anyone, by the way, listening has the answer to that, or um, let us know. We'd love to <laughs> love to hear. Uh, we haven't. Uh, we're going to go chat to some chat with our some of favorite ERISA for, uh, attorneys afterwards uh, <laughs> to run this by them, which we haven't done yet. Uh, that was just yesterday's dialogue with one of our favorite clients. Okay, this has been a really good wrap up. Is there something though that we haven't touched on? It seems to me this could be a really rich topic. Well, uh, if anyone is looking for content, I think I've mentioned this before, we do have the Return Plan Marketing membership, which has you know, newsletters, articles, full 360 email communications, how to share on social media, um, as well as we'll include our 2024 uh, editorial materials as well. Um, and whenever the new fiduciary rule comes out, I'm sure we'll have content on that as well. Very so, true. you know, if you are struggling to say, I'm looking for, you know, smart, action, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound to achieve my business development campaigns, uh, shameless plug, uh, we do have that available for return plan advisors. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and so how can they reach you? Sure. Reach out to me directly, uh, Rebecca at 401k-marketing.com. All right. Of course, follow, subscribe to the podcast, share with colleagues, and thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed.